the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's been a uh, interesting, it's always interesting to me, the week that's gone by and uh, looking at a lot of questions people are having, you know, everybody's kind of upset because we keep hearing that the uh, on the media that stock market's making a one-year high. It's the highest it's been this year. Uh, yeah, and that what they're doing is they're confusing people. People are thinking they're making an all-time high. Well, that's just not true. Yeah, the all-time high for most balanced funds two years ago. That was the all-time high. And in the meantime, balance funds did it as poorly or even more poorly than just a regular stock fund from peak to trough. Their average balance fund's down about 24 25% from its peak, uh, which would have occurred in the fourth quarter of 2021. It would have bottomed in the fourth quarter of 2022 but it still hasn't made that back up. So if you're feeling really bad about your investment performance, don't feel that bad because everybody's in the same boat. If you've had a stock portfolio, if you've had a bond portfolio, bonds have done worse than they've done in 40 years. Oh, and the bond fund that I use is, is extremely short-term in nature. I mean, very short-term in nature. And it still had a pretty good drop. I mean, it hasn't even been around all that uh, long. It made the drop back up pretty quickly. And when you see the price of the fund, uh, it's actually from its all-time high, uh, it's only down about 2.5%, which is not bad. When you look at the Vanguard Total Bond uh, ETF, it's down 21%. And by the way, the high that it reached was in 2020. From 
2020, it's still down over 20%. That's the, uh, in other words, it's been rough. There's been almost no place to hide. And uh, it's one of the reasons, you know, that I, when I was, I started talking about annuities just uh, probably three or four years ago, was anticipating that at some point in time, didn't know when, but uh, that you're going to get a change and it's not going to be good. When you've got inflation rising, uh, when an economy is doing well the way it was a few years ago, the Fed has a tendency to come in and want to slow that down to try to pre- preventative, trying to get uh, inflation under control before it gets out of control, which means raising interest rates. And when you raise interest rates, stock and bond prices have a tendency to go down uh, fairly significantly. What doesn't go down are guarantees that you get from the annuities. That that's that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And I can't tell you how many people I had sending me emails calling me, hey, how come you're not talking about stocks? Well, I do talk about stocks. It's just that it's not the only option. And it, you know, for a lot of people, depending on how much risk tolerance you have and how old you are, might not be the right product at all. So that's, you have to take that into account. When uh, the vast majority of people, um, even that are listening to this show, they're above the age of 60. And I mean, how many? What's the average life expectancy in the United States? It's like in the early 70s. And uh, if you were to go through a 50% decline, it may not recover, but before you passed away. In fact, it would probably contribute to <laughs> an earlier demise because of all the stress that you're under. And uh, it's pretty tough. What, what I find, what was shocking to me, was that the bond market. I mean. You know, the funds I use, the average maturity is not very long. Uh, the ones I'm using now, they're like just slightly over a year. And that, that's why they're paying more than 5% because they're just slightly over a year. And short-term bonds right now are paying more than long-term bonds. But I've, I had been using that for several years. And the reason being was you could get, at that point in time, you got 85%. Now you're actually getting more than a long-term bond pays in income. But you're getting about 85% of the income five or six years ago with a lot less risk. And that's a big deal. That's what I like about the annuities. You can get a guaranteed income that the vast majority of people have not earned in their stock or bond accounts in the last five years. Okay, So you can get a guaranteed income that's higher than that. And uh, that's a pretty big deal. Uh, it's a really big deal. In fact, I just I pulled up an uh, illustration here. There's somebody that's 66 is going to be 67 next year. Get $100,000. Uh, I just use $100,000 to keep the math simple. Uh, anyway, the guaranteed income, if they decided to take it at 67 when they got full Social Security age, is $7,750. That's seven and three quarters percent based on what you started with. Now, that's not a 7.75% return because you had to wait 12 months. Uh, once you turn the income on, it's there for life. Unlike a lot of other annuity products, this product, uh, if you um, if the if you had a couple of really good years in the stock market and it went up faster than the seven percent guaranteed um, income benefit base, that's not cash value, by the way. That's not the investment. That's that's how they calculate the income. If it went past that, they would bump the income up. 
I'm telling you, I, they would have to. It would have to be a great year for that to happen. Uh, I'm in a great year, but the uh, so that's one of the reasons I like to find out what are the minimum guarantees on these products. They're these are complicated products, no doubt about it. And uh, I wouldn't have taken the time to learn how to use it unless I thought that there was a uh, something significant there. And when I see that, hey, these guys they're going to guarantee seven thousand seven hundred fifty bucks for a hundred thousand dollars for as long as you live, and if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, they'll before I take any income, um, they'll make sure my beneficiaries get the balance. If I don't take it, it's tax deferred. Whatever growth is there is going to be tax deferred. I don't have to claim it on my income taxes that year. Pretty good deal. It's a, it's a really good deal. And, and I promise I would not be using these. I didn't use these things for years. I mean, years. The, uh, at one point in time, I just didn't think it was worth it anymore. I thought you could get higher returns in stocks. Well, that was a long time ago. Now, stocks, and I still think, you know, if you're in your 40s, I wouldn't be worried about any of this stuff. If you're in your 40s, you should probably, you still have to uh, stay within your risk limits. Uh, and those are personal. There's no magic formula to tell you how much risk you should be taking. Basically, uh, and I've simplified this. I simplified this a long time ago. And in uh, FINRA, in uh, the SEC, and all these regulators and consulting agencies, they're all um, behind these really complicated risk tolerance questionnaires. And none of them agreed. None of them made sense. The clients didn't understand the questions. The people asking the questions had a tough time understanding <laughs> the questions. And I just so I, I ended up making up my own. And um, basically, it's this. How much of a decline in your portfolio can you tolerate realistically? What do you think you could tolerate? If you can't tolerate a 50% decline, you can't be 100% in stocks. And because the stock market's been down more than 50% multiple times during my lifetime. Okay. So uh, if that were to happen to you, that would be devastating to your retirement planning. You may end up having to work until you're 80 or 90. Now, Warren Buffett's 90. He's still working, but the uh, but he works because he, you know, got nothing else to do. <laughs> That'll probably be how I am. I'm, I'm going to keep working because I got nothing else to do, and uh, I like it. You know, I, I really do. The uh, it's constantly changing. Incidentally, and uh, keeping up with it not that easy, but uh, you know I don't really mind. I had a, a client call in, and uh, I haven't had anybody ask me for quite a while about five twenty nine plan. And uh, boy, when I started getting into it, I probably got about six hours, minimally six hard hours, six hours where I was concentrating intensely. <laughs> and it's going to take me probably minimally another six hours to get all the knowledge I feel like I want to have because I cannot believe what they've done in that space. I mean, it's mind-boggling. So, uh, where is it? <laughs> where are all these CPAs and accountants and attorneys coming from uh, that are coming out of the woodwork to help Congress every time they they change one of these plans? By the way, those are different depending on the state you're in. So be careful with that. Uh, just because you can do it in Ohio doesn't mean you can do it in other in other states. So 
But, you know, I'm digressing again. I, uh, that, that, that's one of the problems with being in my industry. It changes so fast, your, your mind has to learn to skip around, and then it becomes a habit. <laughs> and uh, very, very aggravating to some people, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It just, uh, I guess, comes with the territory. So anyway, we're talking about how the bond market's been down so much, and even stuff that was supposed to be relatively um, safe. And and this is where, when, as advisors, if you don't really understand the process, why do bond prices go down? Well, because inflation picks up, interest rates go up in response, typically. Uh, It doesn't have to be that way. They can raise interest rates in anticipation of inflation. Uh, uh, Sometimes that happens too. But the bottom line is if there's an expectation that inflation is going to continue to go up, they'll continue to raise interest rates. So this may not be the end of it. And I know everybody's been hearing now, oh, they're going to start to cut rates again. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. They may end up raising rates before they end up cutting them again. But all I can tell you is that when you raise interest rate, fixed income or bonds, traditional bonds, they have a tendency to drop like a lot. The short-term interest rates have a tendency to be really good. But what happens when rates go back down again? Then what? You get your short-term, you know, like, I never thought I would see this in my lifetime, that you would see a money market account that was paying less than 1%. But that was happening all over the place, and not just in the United States. A lot of the European countries were had – actually, I think in Germany, the interest rates went negative. You literally had to pay the bank to keep your money safe for you. <laughs> and I was hoping that I, – I think for a, a brief moment, I, I remember that happening here where the uh, interest rates went slightly negative. I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It, uh, there's so much stuff going on these days. Uh, but it was – if it wasn't negative, it was close to zero, and that's a uh, that's a really tough spot to be in when you're at retirement age. Um, that's one of the reasons that you know that, that the fixed indexed annuities right, they give you the option, or well, actually they give you the availability of of investing the money in some sort of an index fund. You have to read the perspectives very careful on those things. Um, and I'm going to tell you that everyone that I've seen. The uh, I'm not not really impressed with the the investment portion. What I'm in, what I'm looking for are the guaranteed income level, and that's why I use those products. And again, I you know I was going I was talking about a 66 year old somebody who's going to be 67 next year, and the one that I'm looking at. Uh, and and by the way, if if you want more information on this, or you'd like to go to the website where I'm pulling this information up from. Uh, the uh, just email me, you know, Bill at Bullington Capital. I'll send you a link. You can go in and play with it yourself if you'd like. If you'd like to set up an appointment to, to try to talk about it for yourself, feel free to do that too. And um, my website's BullingtonCapital.com. But uh, back to our example, someone's going to be 67 next year. Why am I using 67? Well, that's full Social Security age. You can start taking Social Security early. But you get penalized if you take it early, uh, and the penalty is fairly significant. So I would try to wait as long as you can. But by the way, if you, you get these questions a lot, 
and I see all the financial magazines, uh, financial planning. These guys are so full of, you know, you know what? Yeah. When's the perfect time to take Social Security? How about this? When you need it. Okay. If you need it, take it. Because in order to get the exact right answer, you have to know exactly how long you're going to live. And you need to know exactly what the future increases in Social Security are going to be. Neither of which are you going to be able to know. Well, and actually, you won't be able to get both of them, right? Yeah, because you're either going to be high or low on either one of them. So you have to do your best guesstimate. And, uh, you know, I don't know. The, uh, I probably have planned on living till 90, which um, even past 90, yeah, I figured it's better safe than sorry. And I have a legacy I'd like to leave behind. Um, I'd like to leave money to my grandkids, my kids. So I've got these goals. And I may not hit it. You never know. You just absolutely never know. I can tell you this. I only used a 5% annual average return. And over the past two to three years, that's the other thing. The past two to three years, it hasn't hit that number. Why? Well, because the bond market's down a lot. I mean, it's a lot. The stock market's down a lot from where it was. And when you start looking at anything other than the top 50 stocks and the S&P 500, the other stocks are down a lot more. The top 50 stocks have been the, the best performers in the stock market, uh, top 50 stocks by size out of the S&P 500 for the past five years. That's not always going to be that way, incidentally. At least it shouldn't always be that way. History is any, uh, any example. Well, I hear I've got about uh, 20 seconds left before I have to take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington. I'm right here on 1420. You can call us, 216-901-0945 if you'd like. And I will be back right after these commercial messages. Update your bathroom. Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle is back and bigger than ever. For six years, the Christmas Mortgage Miracle has made it possible for you to win next year's mortgage or rent. This year, we've raised the grand prize to $18,000 to pay for next year's mortgage or rent. Increase your opportunity to win when you enter up to once per day and complete optional bonus tasks. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest now by going to the wordcleveland.com slash contests. That's the wordcleveland.com slash contests. You've heard the saying, all good things come to an end. Well, not always. Sometimes they just take a break. That's what's happening with our Lady of the Wayside's car donation program after 24 years and 96,000 rides donated. Pretty amazing. Here's the story. The car lot's owner has sold the property, making it impossible for car donations to be accepted at this time. 
According to the Wayside CEO, Terry Davis, the next right steps will be determined and communicated soon. So stay tuned. In the meantime, Terry and the entire team at the Wayside thank you for your continued support of the 450 individuals with developmental disabilities in the Wayside's care. And please take note, you can still support them by making a donation at thewayside.org. If you're trading or thinking about trading in the stock market, listen up. Last year, a staggering number of Americans were forced to take out withdrawals from their savings. Worse than the dot-com bubble, housing meltdown, or pandemic crash. Those could all feel like a blip compared to what some Wall Street analysts expect may be coming as soon as December. Some are calling it the market tsunami, and it could wipe out billions of dollars in the markets. But before any of those things happen, Vantage Points AI analyzes billions of data points in seconds, so you get highly accurate predicted market conditions in advance. Text the word money to 813-813 now to learn more in a free online class. Text M-O-N-E-Y to 813-813. Text the word money to 813-813. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. By texting, you agree to the terms available at VantagePointSoftware.com and consent to receive calls and texts using automated technology about offers or info by or on behalf of VantagePoint. Your consent is not a condition to purchase and can be revoked at any time. Message and data rates may apply. Text the word money to 813-813. No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. back. Hey, I was just talking a little bit about the fixed indexed annuities, and uh, there's a big reason for that. You know, I've had people calling in and saying, you know, you used to talk about stocks all the time. Why aren't you talking about stocks? Well, you know, I still own, I think probably 40% of my uh, um, holdings are individual stocks or uh, ETF. And actually, when I add those two together, more like 60 yeah, so I'm running a 60-40, which is, by the way, the most conservative portfolio I've ever had. I've I've never been as conservative as I am now, and uh, that's with the 60-40. And a lot, for a lot of people, by the way, they you know that's aggressive because if the 60% that's in stocks got cut in half, you know, I'd be down 30% just on the stock portion. And but I know that, and I'm comfortable with that. And here's a little exercise for you. Take up the balance on all the funds, stock funds you have, or all the, the savings you have. Look at how they're invested. Break it down between percentages. Find out how much money, this is the most important part. Find out how much of that percentage you have invested in the stock market. So just keep the math simple. Let's say you have a million dollars 
I know not everybody has a million. Not, not a lot of people have a million dollars, but this keeps the math easy for me. And and let's say you've got literally you you do the math and six hundred thousand of it is in stock funds. Okay, if the market were to drop by half, there's a really good chance that those funds are going to be down by half as well. So half of six hundred thousand is three hundred thousand. You'd be down three hundred thousand on the stock portion. Now the bonds. We were just talking about that. The the bonds typically don't drop as much as stocks do, but they still drop. And you've got to be really careful with that. I mean, I'm looking back to, okay, 2008 and 2009, and it was about a 15% drop. So that uh, to the 60% of the money, I'd say there's, I have 60% of stock. Yeah, uh, 40% of the money being down uh, in the uh, mid-teens is a uh, it's another 6% decline. So if you had 60% of the money is down by half that 30, you're down about 35%, which is pretty, you know, in line with what actually happened during that time period. So a 35, a third, okay, third of your money temporarily gone. Why did I say temporarily? Well, because if you wait long enough, you'll actually get your money back. You've gotten your money back, let's put it that way. And historically, if you have enough time to wait, and that's the key, you have enough time to wait. What if you need to take income? What if that income needs to be more than 4%? That's a, that can be a big problem. And that's why I started talking about these annuities a few years ago. Pretty funny because up until a few years ago, a few years ago I was in my mid fifties, and that's when I really started thinking about it. Now that I'm in my sixties, I'm going, "Wow, now this is coming up pretty quick." <laughs> I'm, I'm getting older faster, but yeah. So then I started thinking about it. Yeah, you know what? You really need to you need to get a big portion of your your income guaranteed. I just feel better about that. Now the guarantees only as good as the insurance companies that are making them. I wouldn't go with a company that, that was less than A-rated. That would be the minimum rating. And A-plus or better is what I kind of look for. And then I look to the product. And when I see the combination of uh, safety through the insurance rating, familiarity with the company, and the amount that's being paid, uh, that, that's why I like the nationwide product. It, it's actually got the highest combination of all those things. There are some other companies that have higher ratings, but they don't pay as much. There are some that pay more, slightly more, not a lot, but they don't have as high of credit ratings. And the last thing I want to have happen, if I can prevent it, uh, if I'm doing my homework well enough, I should be able to prevent it, hopefully, uh, is you know the bank of, of the uh, insurance company goes bankrupt because that happened multiple times this last, uh, you know, the big correction came in around a little more than 12 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been that it's been that long. And I know all the younger people, it's hilarious. They're in their mid-30s or early 40s. They're looking at that going, what the heck is he talking That is ancient history. That's not going to happen again. Really? <laughs> the uh, I wouldn't bet on it. And especially the way the stock market is positioned today. It's not underpriced. I mean, there are very few areas where you can say, okay, yeah, that, that's got a, a nice, uh, it, it's not that bad. One of them, incidentally, 
is the semiconductor industry. Uh, and it's done so well over the past few years. I mean, you should see the, the those charts. Holy schmoly. They're starting to make new highs again. They've already recovered 100% of the big decline that came starting in 2022. They've made that back up, and they're in new high, real new high, not the high for the year, uh, not the high for the chart that we're looking at. That we're not explaining. <laughs> the, the all-time high. And um, you look at the valuation on those stocks, they're not that they're not that high. They're higher than the average. Well, I shouldn't say that. They're higher than a lot of other stocks there. But they're not that high. And when you look at the growth rate on those things, they're putting semiconductor chips into everything. I mean, everything. Mind-boggling, all the toys I'm seeing. And this is uh, how nerdy I am. I'm walking walking around Best Buy yesterday because it's the, uh, you know, try to get, get an idea for what people are doing. And, uh, man, yeah, nuts. I mean, I, it's crazy how many people were in there. And uh, I didn't buy anything because I didn't want to get in the fight standing in line. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's how that's how crowded that place was. And uh, a lot of the, uh, um, almost every product in there has semiconductors. And that was what I was kind of looking for. The, uh, unless you're looking for earbuds. I did look at the earbuds, but uh, all the good ones were gone. So I, <laughs> I'll have to go back after they, they come back and restock. But anyway, uh, it, it's mind-boggling how many things have semiconductors in them. I mean, they've got these electric bikes. The, uh, it's crazy. The cars have a ton of them in them now. I mean, it's a couple thousand, and that's not unusual. Um. Back, I think I'm having problems with mine. That, that's one of the, the problems with, uh, or one of the, uh, uh, I don't think it's a problem. It makes you uncomfortable knowing how thin the lines and the circuits are on a semiconductor chip and knowing how the electricity could skip from one to another. But uh, it's one of the reasons they, you know, they take a lot of precautions. It's just, makes me just a little bit nervous whenever I'm, I'm driving somewhere because I get it. And I was, you know, I come up when desktops were just becoming popular and uh, nobody, they didn't have laptops back then. They called them uh, portable computers you could carry with you. And uh, so I had one of those, by the way. I think it had a six-inch screen that was um, blue and silver LCD. <laughs> And I took it with me everywhere I went and uh, I used it constantly. So when they first came out with the first uh, uh, displays, they were black and gray. And that was, I mean, that, that actually could do pictures and whatnot. But anyway, I'm just uh, wasting time reminiscing on all that stuff. The semiconductors have been a big part of that. The reason that they're not overvalued uh, at this point in time, that doesn't mean they can't get undervalued by going down in price. And I would expect that if the market were to sell off, they would go down too. It's, uh, everything's joined at the hip these days. Uh, funds are incredibly popular. And when somebody, they can't say, just sell all the other stocks other than the you know, semiconductors. Let's just keep the semiconductors. They don't, they don't do that. Yeah, they have to sell all the stocks when orders come in to sell stocks. And semiconductors are a big part of a lot of indexes. So if somebody's selling the index funds, they're going to go down with the index. 
in the long run, they have a tendency to keep up. All stocks have a tendency to keep up with their growth in sales. If they're going to be a long-term company, that generally drives the value of the stock price is the increase in sales. Sometimes the prices get ahead of where they should be normally, and other times they get behind where they should be normally. And it's violent. I mean, in both directions, violent. And this is one of the things that's really disturbing people right now is they haven't seen a whole lot of return in their investments. They have seen a whole lot of volatility. You know, look at the uh, S&P 500. It actually was at this level back in, let's see, uh, September of 2021. What year is it again? In December? We're almost into 2024. And all it's done is go up and down a lot over that time period. But this is not surprising to me, not surprising to people that uh, study stock market, it's surprising to people who look at the upside, don't really uh, study the downside a whole lot, and they invest anyway. And oftentimes, you know, that's not a good idea. I, I would hope that you would actually um, study a little bit or at least be with an advisor who will say, hey, look, you know, here's the real deal. This is how much stocks can go down by. Uh, in fact, there's nothing saying that they couldn't make a, a break a record and do something like they did back during the depression when most of the uh, people that are, uh, you know, anybody that's 40 to oh, probably 50, maybe 55, they probably don't have grandparents who are alive during the depression so they, and or people who had invested. And most of the data that you get that's free, or even if you're not paying several thousand dollars a year for it, you're probably not going to get real good data on stocks from the 1920s. Yeah, you, you have to really pay a lot of money, I know for sure, to get that kind of data. And uh, it was violent. It was violent, and it didn't recover right away. And I know a lot of people say, oh, it was way back then. They didn't have computers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they were pretty sophisticated without the computers. And uh, computers are faster. Uh, they they increase capacity quite a bit. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling how much faster you can move with a computer. But the basic movements are the same. And back in those days, you just you'd get these jumps. The people would get overwhelmed. And even the first, you know, they started using computers in the stock market before they started using them in a lot of other industries because the the people that participated in markets, uh, financial firms would benefit from that. So they were spending a lot of money. Computers have been put to work in markets, financial markets, way before a lot of other industries. Um, anyway, yeah, even with uh, all that, that speed, and I don't, you would get big glitches, you'd get jumps. Today, uh, actually, they put in a lot of fail safes, but I've you know, seen those before. <laughs> I've seen those fail before a bunch of times. And the bottom line is, you know, if you're going to earn, if you're looking at today's interest rate, looking at where the market is, I hate making predictions, and this is not a prediction. It's really just an observation of where the market is right now. It's slightly ahead of itself. The share prices that a lot of stocks are selling for, um, they probably shouldn't sell for those 
price levels for the next year or two, and that's assuming that the growth rate doesn't slow down. Those are big presumptions. Okay? That, again, it's one of the reasons that I, I keep talking about the annuities, especially for anybody that's over the age of 50. If you're over the age of 50 and, I don't know, you don't have a whole lot of time the way the people that are under the age of 50 do. If you're under the age of 50, yeah, I'd probably be 70, 75% long. Uh, and I mean, owning stock funds. Not sure how much individual stocks I would do these days because it, you know, just, it's going to be incredibly difficult to be able to keep up with the indexes. Uh, so, uh, but if you're under, you know, if you're under the age of 50, yeah, well, go ahead. You can have 70, 75% of your money in stocks. 60-40 would be somebody who's uh, kind of uh, in the middle, uh, somebody who's a moderate risk taker. Yeah, just remember that 60%, if it gets cut in half, it's going to be down 30. The bonds won't stay, uh, they'll go down too, in other words. So you'll be able, you know, you've got a 60-40 plan there. You're probably going to be down somewhere around 35% or so if the market were down 50%. Just keep Got to keep that in mind and uh, then try to structure your portfolio around that. And so that's the big idea. Figure out what your risk tolerance is. I've only got a couple seconds here. I'm going to take a commercial break. I'll be back for the final segment of today's show. This is Bill Bullington uh, right here on 1420. Stay tuned. Three words my dad drummed into us boys all our life. The three words that define why it works. Consider it done. We talk a lot about Wallachadoodle, which is making it feel like everything was fixed by magic. But that's really the icing on the cake. The cake itself is... Consider it done. Because a plumbing problem's a rather unpleasant interruption to your day. Nobody calendars in time to deal with an unexpectedly broken water heater or sewer line clog or burst pipe. So what you want, in one sense, is to have one of our straight-talking, hard-working, do-it-right plumbers fix it for you. But really, you want the whole issue taken off your plate so you can get back to your regularly scheduled life. That's what Consider It Done means. As soon as you call us, you can consider it done. Problem solved. Fixed and fixed right. So the next time a plumbing problem interrupts your day, just call us and consider it done at whyitworks.com. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. 
vacation fixation. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Uh, if you have any questions, you can actually send them to me, Bill at BullingtonCapital.com. Or you can go to my website, which is BullingtonCapital.com. There is a contact us form on the back page there. And uh, and I'll be glad to get to it as quickly as I can. I will just let you know, I have been bombarded <laughs> over the past 90 days. I had started about 90 days ago. I have no idea what it is. Maybe the radio station's gotten their frequency or they've got their signal and it's blasting out a lot further. I, I have no idea. But it has been real. This has been one of the busier uh, fourth quarters I think I've ever had. And um, poor Melissa, <laughs> she's got to take a lot of the uh, uh, scheduling appointments and a whole bunch of other stuff. And she actually uh, does a ton. And, and Gary as well. Gary does the uh, all the trading. And the Silver Group at Fidelity. We use Fidelity more than other custodians. Uh, we have a couple others, but uh, um, Fidelity's actually added a lot to their platform over the past couple of years. Makes them uh, pretty attractive. But uh, so we have a, a staff of seven people that, that work there on a, a, a team that's assigned to us, and uh, they'll be for those guys too. <laughs> but you know, I guess it's a good sign. Um, Anyway, I was going back. I'm going to go back one more time. I took a uh, somebody who was uh, 74 years old, wanted to start taking income out at 75. I had $100,000 to invest, and the guaranteed income, lifetime income for that, is 9,238 bucks. That's a lot. You know, that that is a lot. This is one area where it pays to be older, because the older you get, the more they're willing to pay out. On an annuity. So if you want to, if you want to find out what that is uh, for yourself, again, you can drop me an email. I don't have a problem. I can send you the link that you can go play around with it on online yourself, uh, or I can just give you set up a phone call and tell you what the other options are about that. And uh, you know, I I like it. I've I've got one. I'm going to try to build up my uh, net worth in that. I'm, I'd like to get half my income in retirement guaranteed and uh that's a uh that's a pretty decent goal um it's a lot easier when you're getting these types of payments and again the longer you wait the more it goes up if you're in your 40s it's a uh yeah it's kind of like a uh, uh money market fund rate of return uh, there's no money market out there it's paying 9.2 uh so if you're 75 or 74 right now, uh, and you wanted to turn that on next year, that 9.2 is going to be incredibly difficult to beat. Um, and I look everywhere, and I would I would love to be able to beat it. I think, uh, but you know, if the rates really got that high, 
if interest rates got that high, that big uh, wailing sound that you're hearing all over the world is are all the people that are crying about their their balanced funds, <laughs> their stock and bond account. Because the only reason that short-term interest rates would get that high is if the Fed kept raising them. And uh, or you know they could do something. They haven't done this for an incredibly long time period. If they were to raise the reserve requirement, when you raise the reserve requirements for the uh, member banks across the country, that means they have to put more money on deposit with the Fed, shore up the financial system. Um, that money is no longer being uh, available to make loans against for the banks, which is how they earn most of their money. And you will see interest rates go up incredibly quickly by a lot if they were to do that. Now, as far as I know, uh, that's only been done by one Fed president and by a guy named Volcker. And uh, I don't know if anybody else has the courage or if, if things are actually that bad. The economy is actually pretty good. I mean, they're saying, oh, housing prices have uh, flown, so very few people are buying housing. Well, they're still buying, like, kind of a lot, especially when you compare to other non-bull um, markets in housing. You know, we've been in a, a bull market for housing for a decade, uh, maybe even longer. I'm not, I'm not even, I'll have to go back and look that up. But I do know prior to that happening, the uh, housing, you know, wasn't nearly as hot as it's been over the past 10 to 15 years. And uh, so prior to that, it was a lot slower. And when you think about all the, uh, I think about all the technology that's come into place, how, fat, how much faster banks can process loans, how much faster they're building houses, We've got a lot more capacity and uh, uh, to be able to do that kind of stuff. At some point in time, it probably brings the cost down a, uh, a little bit, not much. Wouldn't, wouldn't be waiting for that to happen. Um, but bottom line is housing's been pretty strong despite the fact that they've been raising interest rates. It's slowed down, though. Like It slowed down. I, I was looking at the stats a couple weeks ago, and I can't remember the exact numbers. I wouldn't uh, worry a whole lot about it. What I would really, it depends on your age. Uh, if there's anything to worry about, it's literally being in the wrong fixed income funds. If you're in the wrong funds, you've got problems. And that, that, you know, it's just going to be the way it is. Looking at what used to be considered the gold standard of, of bond funds, um, those things are down over 20% from where they peaked three years ago, almost four years ago now. Wow, a bond fund. And uh, I never really thought that I'd see that in my lifetime. I'm going to pull up another. Yep, down over 20% over a uh, four-year time period. Now, they've been paying. That doesn't count the dividend that they paid out. But the dividend yield went back in uh, 2020, the dividend yield on those was extremely low. They weren't weren't paying a ton, two or three percent at the most. So you go, yeah. If you reinvested all your dividends, you didn't spend any of the dividends. You're probably only down about ten percent or so. Only ten percent decline over a four-year time period is a little painful. 
And then when you look again at, at stock markets and you know, the S and P's done better than most of the other markets. It's you go back over two years, it's done about five percent from its all time high. And when people are talking about the market making a new high, they're talking about this year. Well the all time high happened in two thousand twenty one. Actually in December. And uh if you uh that that's what kills me about all the advertising that that goes on uh in the country. They are technically they're accurate, but they know what you're what they're saying is being misinterpreted. And that just uh I hate having to spend half of my time on the phone saying, Yeah, well the market's not making an all time high, but I just heard it on bubble. Yeah, really? Well, yeah, how much would you like to bet? Because I, you know, yeah, I'll take whatever bet you got. Market's not making an all-time high. It's actually 5% below where it was over two years ago. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it was down close to 30, you know, during that time period. So it's the, uh, um, it's tough. And it's one of the other reasons, then, financial advising is not an easy um, job. And never been, quite frankly. Uh, people have a tendency to get a part of a story. And see, I'm a fiduciary. I'm not allowed to tell just part of a story. I have to tell you the whole story. I have to point out what the risks are, what the potential um, attributes of this particular product, which may not help you in the long run or might even hurt you, uh, even though it might be something that you want to do, and uh, uh, it's my job to point that out, and uh, you know I take it pretty seriously. I invest in a lot of the same things that that my clients are investing in. Uh, actually, I have invested in all the same things my clients are investing in. So um, I don't just walk or talk the talk. I'm walking it, and uh, I can't wait to to get my next annuity up there. The uh, certain dollar amount when I get to that level. Boom, I'm sending it over. And this is probably going to go on right up until I quit, which, don't worry about it. It's not anytime soon. <laughs> what happens when you have three girls and, and they all have girls and you know you got 12 grandkids? Yeah, somebody's going to have to help them through, you know, through college. That's a lot. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, their parents are well most of it, I'm sure. I know they will. But uh, hey, Grandpa's expected to come in there. <laughs> and, and I know you grandfathers out there know exactly what I'm talking about, and grandmothers too. So, uh, in fact, I spent uh, a lot of time looking at the 529 plans over the last week, and I'm still not done. I cannot believe what they have done with 529 plans. And uh, I'll be talking about it next week. Uh, I only spent about eight hours on it so far, and it's going to take a lot more than that because they've really added a ton of rules, and some of them are pretty big loopholes, and they, they can be very beneficial. So uh, tune in next week when you want to hear more about the 529 plans, and I, I will leave that uh, go. The other thing is, uh, and I've been struggling with this, you know, the uh, Ibbotson models, those were the... Uh, that was the research that Morningstar purchased, paid a couple billion dollars for. I think it was actually $3 billion. 
for all this research going back to show what stocks, bonds, uh, real estate investment trusts, all things financial, what they've done in putting together portfolios using this data, and um, there's a there's a problem with it. There, there's a big problem with it. And uh, they're saying, yeah, but it's the best that we can do. I know, but you need to make sure that you're telling people uh, about a lot of these problems. Um, they're always saying, well, you know, past performance isn't indicative of future performance. Uh, what else can we do? I said, well, my uh, advice is you better emphasize that because a lot of things don't work like they have in the past. And uh, uh, when I look at the modern financial markets, there's there's stuff that now it it's pretty obvious after the last you know six or seven years. So this hasn't happened overnight. And um, since I've only got about 30 seconds left on my show, I'm probably going to have to wait till next week to sh- to talk more about this. But I'll be talking about it on a regular basis, like current developments that could have an impact on you as an investor. Those are the things that uh, interest me the most. But anyway, I really have to run. This has been Bill Bullington. I'm here every 11, uh, every Saturday from 11 to noon on 1420. Have a good week and a good weekend, everybody. Uh, hope you had a happy Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you next week. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>